a face of beauty appears in every step, every sunrise, every ray of sunlight that kisses my skin. The face of beauty appears in every step, every sunrise. Every ray of sunlight that kisses my skin. Grace, the silence. 
that you are more than a small piece of meat walking on earth. I know. Listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. I'm Catherine Davis, and I welcome you to this program. And we're going to continue along the same theme as we broadcast in our last program, working towards establishing, strengthening, and blossoming that inner being, that inner voice that inner knowing. 
We heard a bit of music, Beauty by Vargo, Come to the River by Diane Reeves, and Cello Blue by David Darling. And we're going to play some music throughout, but I also have a meditation that I'm going to share with you today. And this is a meditation that I spoke in one of my classes. Some of you know that I am a Qigong teacher and I do meditation and relaxation techniques, stress reduction, all that kind of sweet stuff that comes to us from understanding whom we are and what we're capable of perhaps not always achieving it but at least living to achieve and striving for and maintaining a life as much as possible that allows us to have access to our greatest inner resources so I'm going to share a meditation with you it comes from my inner fitness class which is a Qigong class, but it's more according to, I would say, the Taoist traditions of striving for a higher state of being, reaching towards complete health. And in the Taoist practices, they speak sometimes about achieving a state of immortality. And it's not a shallow pursuit in that, at least how I understand it, the idea is not so much to live forever in the same physical manifestation, whether or not you believe in the hereafter or whether or not you consider that there are reincarnations and we come back as different beings of some kind. And then we are, um, get to live, live it out again. So the idea of becoming an immortal, however, is more about learning to embody the higher self and learning to be able to approach that transitional point with a full understanding, a full memory. So whether or not you consider that it's a end of the road case and it's just, we're just dust, or if you think we go to heaven or some other realm, or whether you think, um, we come right back to repeat the same lessons, I think they're pro, they're all probabilities that we might encounter in our experience, our journey in life. But, from my understanding, uh, I would say that we are the same essence through it all. We don't change. It's just that our experience changes from one mode to the other. What the Taoists were striving for, however, was that if they were going to approach the transition, they wanted to be able to make that transition with full knowledge and knowing of whom they are, the wisdom, the lessons learned, and so that wherever they arrived next time around, they would 
carry that knowledge with them so that we can, rather than repeat, build upon one set of information and then gather the other set of information from the other life stream or experience. And truthfully, this exists within a lifetime. Many of us, I think, could look at our life and say, well, I've lived about 10 different lives just in this one lifetime. And we have different, you know, we go through stages of life, childhood, adulthood, elderly. We go through careers, we give up careers, we move, we get married, we get divorced. And we can begin to think of all these stages of life as being something um, within essence of his own. And it's in the combined experience that we become wise human beings. So if you think, if you take that concept, my understanding of the higher self, the soul being, has that full concept manifestation of knowing in terms of remembering everything of the life. And if whatever that might be, however you think of it as one life, reincarnated life, the soul gathers and keeps that wisdom because even if we're, we're one who would not believe in reincarnation or heaven and hell, that wisdom still gets processed into a greater knowing, in a greater um, field of knowing that everyone has access to. So the part of ourselves that lives beyond the physical is, generally speaking, wiser than we are in our individual lives. And in that realm of disembodiment where that essence of ourselves exists, then it becomes a field and it becomes a knowing that everyone can tap into. You know, the collective unconscious, as as it were, or the, uh, you know, the greater field of, of knowing, the human field that we all draw upon. That being the case, or besides the point, I would say, it is really important for us to consider how we can evolve ourselves in our current life expression experience. And for me, that work is done through meditation. And through the years, I've had a, a deeper connection to that part of me that I would not consider to be my local brain. And I very often draw upon a wisdom that it appears to be far beyond what I might know in real time, in physical flesh, human consciousness. We can all tap into that greater knowing, and I call that the soul. So I'm going to share this meditation, and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, if we have time, we'll come back after and share a little bit more. Okie dokie, so let's start as we often do by connecting to the inner being through our breath, allowing our feet to feel supported by the floor and our torso to be supported by the chair. I just paused that for a moment to remind you that if you're driving, operating equipment, doing something that requires your concentration, that you not get into the meditation. If you're in a quiet place and you're 
are free to do so, then I invite you to do that. For those of you who are not able to get into a meditation at this moment, remember this program is on the archives at wbai.org, and you'll be able to download it later on, and you can enjoy it later, maybe before going to sleep or early waking up in the morning. So we're going to go back. Sorry for that interruption. So that we can really let go and just let any stress, any build up from the past to just fall away from the body as we breathe, filling ourselves with fresh breath. You can inhale through the nose and just allow that sense of freshness to fill your body. Bring your awareness and allow your awareness to integrate into your body. It's through the physical body that we find our true body. In each cell is a nucleus. The nucleus is like the black hole of eternal space. So let's breathe with every cell into the prenatal, pre-birth self and connect with that original impetus to come into this life to the wisdom we've brought with us from other experiences and just breathe with that energy into the cells, into the full body, into the organs.
And as we breathe, let's bring our breath into the third eye as well and travel into that space of pre-mind into the infinite mind. expand our breath so that as we inhale we can draw the energies of earth nature and cosmos flowing through the skin allowing the skin itself to breathe connecting the outer creation with the inner creative force with our being in this life being part of that outer creation. And as we breathe, let go of whatever stress may be binding within your body and just allow it to dissipate with the flow of the breath. of earth, nature, and cosmos through the physical into that central space we find at the center of each cell and breathing into that non-spatial reality that is also our being. Just allowing the dissipation of any stress or tension into that flow of the breath, which becomes like a wave of energy, oxygen, and self. 
so that we can exist as the wave and not only as the particle. thoughts and feelings to flow with the wave of breath and awareness, dissolving into that flow. that flowing breath into any part of your body that feels tight or constrained and allow yourself to move naturally with the flow so it's not about stretching it's about expanding and releasing breathe in that space from the substance to the non-substance or pre-substance we can begin to dissolve all those old triggers the old hurts the old misunderstandings as well as the new the resentments and the grief just breathe through it and stretch it out allowing those old energies to dissipate into the flow 
of that wave of your breath. As we breathe, we're not flowing around those obstructions, stagnation. We're breathing through them, allowing them to dissipate like smoke dissipates into the atmosphere. Focus for a few moments on the field surrounding our hearts, our lungs, our stomach, our capacity to digest and process thoughts, feelings, nutrition, and let's breathe through that space into the deep void of the heart that is rich with your knowing. So as we're sinking deep into the center, like finding the nucleus of a cell, and we can flow into that non-spacious or non-manifested part of our being, pre-manifested in the physical world, where our wisdom rests and waits for our attention. Let's move our focus to the field of the lower Dantian, which manifests and continues to fuel our life force energy, that which makes us alive and living in this realm, 
and breathe into that space of pre-birth, excuse me, pre-manifestation. where the fuel of source is readily available to us, the wisdom, the redirection, the capacity to rebuild from the ground up each cell of our body. And as we breathe into the lower dentian, allow that wave of breath to flow through every cell Reinforming the cells how to become like its pristine intent. We could breathe with the organs in the same way. With our emotions and thoughts in that flow, we are that, in truth, we are that flow, not the destination of physicality, and not completely the orange of pre-existence. We are that which lays between. in that flow that we can course correct heal and manifest bringing our lives into alignment bringing our bodies into alignment in that state of flow And let's relax our breath for a few moments. Sit within the silence and the rhythm. And allow there to be a exchange 
whatever naturally occurs, be they emotions, thoughts, realizations, guidance. Just it's in that flow that we can come upon and integrate those opportunities for wisdom and transformation. your focus on breath allowing your awareness to rest within you no intent no purpose no struggle only only being going to end it there. There's a little more to the meditation, but we heard most of it. And really, the whole idea of taking a little time to go into the inner being, inner realm, is to rebalance ourselves, reground ourselves, going back to in a manner of speaking into a prenatal state, what it was like to be in the mother's womb, what it was like to be uncorrupted from this perspective of how stressful life can be and how much tension can manifest in our lives 
And we so rarely take the time to just be within ourselves and breathe with, without that, um, oppression we might feel from being in the world. And I find when I do this kind of work, I do for myself, I do it in my classes, it's like being refreshed from the inside out. So I definitely recommend that those of you who resonate with this kind of work would give it a try. It's very slow. It's very gentle. It's moving into a different rhythm. You know how it sometimes is when you go on vacation and you take a plane, you get off the plane, and the temperature is usually different, sometimes much warmer. If you're going to a culture where things are much slower, where people take their time, they look each other in the eye, they speak to each other, they say hello, and they engage in life in a way that just feels so much more humane than we often have an opportunity to do in our northern culture. Our North American culture seems to be all about accumulating stuff. It could be wealth, it could be clothes, it could be status. But we accumulate too much and then we forget about it and we continue to accumulate more. And then that became yesterday's news and then we accumulate more and then we're always engaged in some kind of fidgety nature, whether it's the phone, you know, looking, tapping messages, checking emails. And we've become in our society very accustomed to an artificial lifestyle. I don't mean in terms of technology. Technology develops, and there are different kinds of technologies in different ages. But we have to, we don't have to, but it can benefit us to take a vacation, even if it's for five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour, an hour, to just be in a space where you can hear your breath, where you can hear a, bu a bird singing, or even just the drone of traffic in the background, the sound of the wind. And it's lovely if we can feel the sun, but in either case, we can breathe with the moment and allow that part of ourselves that has to struggle to get our attention to be given the platform to be able to inspire us as we move through our lives. So it's, a, it's an interesting process of living slow in a fast world, taking the time to notice the fluttering of a leaf, or a piece of candy paper fluttering across the ground in the wind, or 
to look in a person's eyes. If we really saw each other, we could see so much about what people are going through. It's reflected. If we can set aside what our thoughts and judgments might be, we can understand each other from a very basic level that connects us through humanity. I think sometimes we don't do that because it can be painful. So we tend to block those feelings off, that sense of compassion or sympathy. And when we can relate to a person through that compassion or sympathy, sometimes it um, makes us feel fearful or vulnerable because deep down we know it could be us in that situation. It could be us sit sitting or sleeping on a park bench or in a hospital bed with some kind of illness. Life can feel very vulnerable. And I think sometimes that motivates us to pretend that we're somehow invulnerable. That if we stack up the things and the knowledge and the information and the righteousness of thought, thinking that we're the ones that have the right ideas, that have the right belief system, that somehow protects us from being vulnerable, but it doesn't really. All it does is brings us into a kind of self-imposed prison where we end up fulfilling roles and ideas that have nothing to do with whom we are as essence beings with our individual personalities and quirks and with our successes and our failures. It's not like a cup we have to measure. Oh, well, I did, had this much success. I won that many awards. I mean, all that is wonderful to do. It's fun. It's engaging. But it's not a measure of the value of a human being. And sometimes we need that so as not to go astray, go astray and lose track of whom we are living in the image of ourselves rather than being truly who we are. So just some thoughts. I've taken a lot of your time today with this idea. We have a few minutes. If you have an inclination to call, you can do that. I'm going to go to a bit more of the music. 